0: Hey everyone, it's Blake. Really quickly before the show, just wanted to give a shout out to one of the reviewers for Half Hour Intern on iTunes. This one comes from Drew Lock W with the subject line Can't wait for the next episode. In it, he writes Blake Fletcher in the Half Hour Intern has managed to find a successful formula that makes most any topic intriguing. The only negative is that there aren't more episodes to listen to. Keep them coming. I just want to say, Drew, I love it when someone says the only negative and then they go on to compliment you. That is the greatest thing in the world. And thank you so much for your review. And yeah, there will absolutely be more episodes coming. Episodes will be posted every Monday and every Thursday like clockwork. So two episodes a week for you to learn about a new career or a new hobby. If you'd like to have a chance at having your review read on the podcast, either go to iTunes on your computer or the podcast app on your phone and simply search for the half-hour intern and then click on the podcast and you can leave a review straight from there. Thank you so much. Now on to the show. Saraya. thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You can say like, no problem. Or...
1: Jackhammer, because as soon as you started talking, yeah, yeah. the jackhammer started back up. I didn't even know that.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Blake Fletcher, the Half Hour Intern. I'm really excited to share today's episode with you. In it, I interview Soraya Sizemore about being a life coach. So a little bit of a backstory on this. A friend of mine took a yoga class that Soraya was teaching, and um, Soraya mentioned that she was also a life coach. My friend knew that I was doing the podcast and wanted to be interviewing a life coach, so my friend went up, asked Soraya if I could have the interview. Soraya said yes, came over to the house we hit it off immediately and had a really good connection um did the interview and at the end of the interview soraya asked me if i would like a life coach as i was starting this whole process of starting my own business starting the podcast and i had just quit my job to start pursuing all of this so i obviously said yes and over these past uh several weeks now almost a couple months have been working with Soraya, and she has just really helped change my life throughout this entire process. She's really helped me have a more um, positive and introspective attitude throughout this whole process and has really helped me keep my head on my shoulders where it should be <laughs> and be kinder and nicer to myself throughout this whole process, which is everyone can use a lot more of. And Soraya is big into that. So um, anyways, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Soraya for all of that. And in this episode, Soraya will go over exactly what a life coach is, which I think Soraya is the perfect person to go over that because her style of life coaching is what I would consider probably a little bit interesting and unique. That being said, I think that it should be much more common. Soraya's style of life coaching really touches touches on all different facets of coaching. Um, she touches on the body, the mind, um, every aspect of holistic health and really treating the entire person Um, and she has a little bit of eastern philosophy a little bit of western like kick in the butt philosophy i mean it really is just what anyone um, should and would need um, to be heading in the right direction in their lives so by the way if any of you are looking for a kick in the butt or a little bit of guidance or support comfort um, Soraya is fantastic at what she does and you can go to the show notes on half and get a link to her website, um, where you can inquire about her services. Because as I said, I took her up myself and she has helped me do so much thus far. So without further ado, here is how to be a life coach. Saraya, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you here today.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: So, um, The first question that I wanted to ask you, which this might take a while because we did a little bit of a pre-interview and I think you're the perfect person to interview about being a life coach um, because of kind of your philosophy about what being a life coach is and what specifically you do. So why don't you take us through what you think being a life coach is um, and what your role as a life coach is for your clients and everything that that embodies.
1: That's a that's a big question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe I'll start with what um, what got me excited about coaching, um, and you know, uh, yeah, why why I'm excited about coaching. Um, <clears throat> I think that a lot of the time, um, people are uh... struggling with things as a part of being human we we struggle with things right we um we have pain and trauma that happens in our life for a variety of reasons um, some maybe more than others but for each person that pain and trauma is very real and um... you know we have this really interesting part of ourselves called the subconscious mind that records that pain and trauma and starts to replay these patterns in our lives. And um, and we all experience that in one way or the other. You know, uh, I probably could ask most people if they have a thing that they keep doing over and over that they wish that they didn't do that Definitely. is holding them back in their life. And everyone would probably say, yes, I have that thing. So... <clears throat> So, yeah, we're human and we have these interesting parts of ourselves that, um, you know, that can hold us back, right? If not worked with constructively. And so um, getting a hand from a coach or a counselor or a mentor um, is a good thing, you know? Um, Personally, I have been really fortunate to have been one of those people that had a fair amount of, um, dysfunction and and pain as a result of how I grew up. And as, you know, my life took its course, I was given, I, you know, met lots of mentors and, um, teachers and, um, counselors friends who helped me become a better person and you know I I think at a pretty young age I decided that in one way or the other I wanted to give back to the community
0: so I have a question you you mentioned um, subconscious blocks, I guess that somebody could have that will cause someone to replay something over and over again. Yeah. I certainly have things like that in my own life. (laughs) And like you said, everyone has something. So the problem that I've always, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, so it's Mm -hmm. good that we're talking. And the, the issue that I see with that is if it's in your subconscious, how is it something that you tackle exactly? Like, um, just to give a like clear cut example which this isn't my example this is just an example is let's say there was a guy that was always dating terrible women and typically it's the other way around but I'll say there's <laughs> a guy that's dating terrible women all the time and let's say the way that they used to be was to say, why do I keep dating terrible women all the time? What's happening? But they just keep on repeating this pattern. Yeah. So first step is obviously to take accountability and realize that maybe you're the source of you reliving this pattern over and over again. Sure. But once you have taken accountability, what is the next step after that? Like that, I guess that's the part that I don't understand because just because you realize that you're doing something Mm -hmm. doesn't all of a sudden fix the problem or does it?
1: Well, yeah, the the thing is, is like, I realize that I'm repeating this pattern, but if we're looking at it through the viewpoint that the pattern is in my subconscious, that's the subconscious. How do you know exactly what it is or where it's from or how to work with it? Right. And, you know, that's where um, meditation comes in. Meditation is really useful for... Um, unearthing the subconscious mind and bringing it into the conscious so it can be into your consciousness so it can be cleared and healed and um, transformed metabolized so meditation is a great way to do that Um, you know uh, sound is a really powerful way to get into the subconscious and clear the subconscious garbage Um, you know, working with a teacher or a coach that can give you some signposts to kind of notice and recognize as you're going through your experience can help you form, uh, just form a relationship with, like, your subconscious and what's happening, so...
0: So I am a huge fan of meditation right yeah. now in my life to, to help uh, kind of declutter things and slow my brain down um, and allow me to evaluate my life. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you recommend meditation for some people and like where you think the benefit is there?
1: Well, I recommend meditation for all people, <laughs> <laughs> but I try to, um, you know, recognize where the person is that I'm working with and get an idea of what they're interested in and excited about. Um, so maybe someone is, is a runner. They like to run a lot and that is very meditative for them um, versus, you know, they're not really excited to sit down and and quiet, be quiet and follow their breath. So maybe we'll work with running as an entry point, right? right? Um, so, uh, that being said, you know, I, I think what I just said, meditation is a, is a really powerful way to, um, clear your subconscious. Um, there's different styles of meditation that I think work directly on different things. Um, I I teach kundalini yoga and meditation and kundalini meditations are often like very much, they're very active meditations. So sometimes you're chanting a mantra or sometimes you're doing a, a pranayama or a breathing technique you could be holding your arm up in the air like this you know and and the the combination of the breath and the sound and the position of your body unlocks your body in a certain way where you release old um, mental garbage, subconscious garbage and like physical toxins as well.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we will definitely
0: put that in the show notes for people to look up.
1: Oh and yeah. Try to yeah. find
0: places near them where they can do that. Sure. Um, or hopefully in they're in the Bay area, they can do it with you. Yeah. Um, so this is something I've actually been wondering myself lately is I, since I started meditating, I look at other areas of my life where the, the the practice is similar to meditation. So like exercise is one of them. Like, and Mm -hmm. I've, I've always liked working out and, and I think that the largest reason why I like working out is not the physical benefit, but certainly the, the mental benefit of it. And I think that for people that don't, uh, meditate, it's, it's going to be kind of your one experience throughout the day, or, you know, you mentioned running or something like that, doing yoga, Mm -hmm. whatever whatever it is, basically any sort of physical activity is, it's going to bring you into the present moment. It's going to like smack you in the face with awareness. And all of a sudden you are going to be here in your body right now, focused on this one thing because you are exerting yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so rare that you have the opportunity during the day to just be there you know with your body in your head in the present moment um and however as i started doing actual meditation now like just like you know quiet mm-hmm. by myself meditation with doing it would think trying to then <laughs> trying to not think about things which can yeah. be very difficult i feel that um that maybe there's a difference between those two things, because the fact that when you're exercising, there is still the stimulus of exercise versus when you're meditating, there's no stimulus of anything. So it's a little bit more um, difficult, I guess I would say to clear your head, like you have to actively clear your head versus the exercise doing it for you. Um, is there anything to that? Like, what? Well, yeah, there's a lot. Are there should you like try to do both, or uh, like, are there different benefits you'll get from each?
1: Yeah, I think there's 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 different um, there's different mindfulness tools. So there are different styles of meditation that I think can achieve ultimately the same effect, but maybe through slower or quicker or different routes. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, and so uh, then there is um, this idea of... So there's mindfulness techniques in meditation. Um, and then there are embodiment practices, right? All of which um, help get you into the present moment. That was the word that I was thinking right before you said it. it yeah. like, it's about um, cultivating presence, right? And I don't think the two are separate. <laughs> yeah. The two are actually actually very much, um, intertwined. And I think that's one of the viewpoints or, you know, that we might want to, to that I'm excited to change is that like, you know, mind and body work together, um, to ultimately achieve transformation that you can't just do it by, um, clearing your mind. Um, and you can't just do it by like hanging out your body all the time because your mind we need to train our mind but the body works with the mind to help train it and there it creates there's a balance that is created
0: yeah does that answer your question 100 awesome. and so let's go into then um what mm-hmm. your um like personal training or what your role is like as a life coach mm-hmm. i uh from us talking earlier i feel like you are kind of like the role model for a life coach for like this generation (laughs) what people could really need and use um, nowadays so why don't you take us through what you use to try to help people ground themselves in their body and
1: yeah that's a that's a good question so yes embodiment is a big part of um, the work that I do and um, depending on the uh, the client or the, I guess, the, the venue that the work is being done, it might be presented in different ways. So, um, you know, with Embody Awesome, my business partner, Eka, and I, we teach um, physical uh, and metaphysical fitness boot camps using this modality that we've created called transformational fitness. And the whole idea is that we're using the body as an entry point for transformation. So so someone who may not be super excited to go to a meditation class and sit and breathe and be quiet um, would be very excited to come and work out in the park in the morning and become stronger and more fit. So how can we work with those people in a way where they get that and they get the benefits of meditation um, so they can have this like kind of be, ultimately just be like a more whole person. And so, you know, we start with presence like that is the first theme that we work with. So we take our um, boot campers through an eight week course, where each um, two weeks we work with different themes. Um, uh, We start with presence and then we move on to um basically how to work with failure and messiness right through the entry point of doing physical exercise and then we move on to um teaching people how to what we call shape shifting right so um, choosing different emotions when we're in a specific state or choosing to be in a different state so
0: to, you're doing all of this while you're exercising or you, you yeah, talk before you start we
1: overlay we, we weave in, um, so we, we work them through physical fitness and then we, we we overlay the the philosophical stuff and the teachings as we're teaching them much like a yoga teacher would do in a yoga class you know as people are doing the yoga asanas they are you know teaching philosophy or giving some positive tidbits on how you can be more peaceful or embodied or whatever in your life mm-hmm. so um so there's that <laughs> you know which is uh, which is one uh one avenue um, and then, uh, and we do offer coaching, um, through embody awesome. And when we work with people one-on-one, we're usually working with this transformational fitness model and, yeah. and it's really just about connecting people to their sense of aliveness. Um, you know, their inspiration or that spark that lives within them that becomes the fuel for doing, um, just, just becoming a, a more, I've been using this, um, this term a lot um, with my clients is that, you know, what we're up to is learning how to become more skillful humans Mm -hmm. that, you know, just like, um, you, you know, all these apps are coming out to help people better navigate the climate that we're in in 2015 and the demands and the pressures of life that we have to update our software, (laughs) right. And, and, and the way that we're navigating our world and, and that as we update our software, you know, how do we, how do we find the, 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 like the support and the inspiration it's connecting with that sense of aliveness.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, yeah. So there's, you know, that, and then with my personal work, um, just, you know, my story size more coaching, uh, often, working weaving in kundalini yoga and meditation sometimes not it's really just like meeting the client where they are and letting them know what tools I have to offer them and then they get to choose what they're curious about and what they want to work with you know
0: so what are your thoughts then on I guess what I'm sure a lot of people thought they were going to be listening to at the start of this episode which (laughs) is like a more traditional classic type of life coaching which would be um hey, let's talk about what sort of goals you have. Um, Let's talk about how to get there. Let's make a roadmap. Um, You know, have accountability. Put some habits in place. Uh, Where do you think... Like, do you think that that's enough of an approach now or that there kind of needs to be more, like Mm -hmm. what you're offering people? That's
1: a good question. Yeah, so so I definitely do that with my clients. Um, And... But what I've found is that for people to be able to stay accountable for the goals that they've set for themselves, um, that uh, oftentimes the reason why they're even seeking out help or need to get a hand is because there's some emotional component that is holding them back from being their very best self in this lifetime, right? Yeah. And so that it, it, it's important to help people with the emotional blocks that are standing in the way. So, um, you know, creating a, a, a kind of a, what I do is create a tailored program for that person. We get to know what's up for them, you know, and then from there, it's a combination of working with, you know, maybe some of the emotional blocks and fears or whatever is up for them in that way. And then starting to, you know, they become more empowered to actually show up for the work that they want to do and the things that they want to accomplish. Yeah. And a big part of um, helping people quickly metabolize um, blocking emotions um, is through getting into the body. And that's why physical fitness and yoga and meditation um work really great because it quickly gets people into their body
0: what an awesome thing that you can be like a one-stop shop for people (laughs) (laughs) rather than like getting a personal trainer at the gym and having somebody that might coach them through meditation or you know and then getting a life coach it's like okay they can just go to you and take care of all that that's really nice that's
1: fun yeah
0: yeah so why don't you tell us about um let's say somebody wanted to um get started doing this Mm -hmm. um why don't you first tell us about your story? How did you get started doing this?
1: Well, I, um, you know, my, a big part of my professional background was in technology and I started working in tech when I was pretty young. I was 19 and um, landed in, in uh, California in the middle of, or kind of the end of the dot-com boom and was kind of thrust into this world that I, ha- I knew nothing about. <laughs> um, I was from Louisiana, it was a very different world, and it was a lot of um, intense work, and, um, and I was just going for it, <laughs> you yeah. know? And um, had a lot of energy, had a lot of um, uh, inspiration, so I was also doing, um, that was like when the rave days were still kind of happening, yeah. and so I was, Partying and I was like throwing rave parties and I I'm was,
0: sure there's lots of ravers listening to <laughs> right now. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? When it was happening? <laughs>
1: it's happening it's still, right now. It's still happening, but it's kind of like the hating. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, so I was burning the candle at both ends. I was working in a tech support department and I was um, I was didn't know how to manage my energy and I was partying and and I was having these um frequent emotional breakdowns just crying and not knowing how to feel better and um my roommate at the time was going to these kundalini yoga classes and um he's like i really think you would like this why don't you come and i was like i'll try anything
0: it's so interesting that things that get placed in your life that you need to be there, you know?
1: And now he's a very good friend of mine. Um, like, I mean, he's like a brother and his wife is a business partner in my company, Alex by design.
0: Wow, crazy. I know. So sorry, continue.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, so I found yoga meditation and, um, instantly took to it instantly just started to connect with my, my true self, my soul. It was the first safe, um, kind of venue where i could really do that um... and from there uh... got into you know teaching um, and then seeing clients privately private yoga clients and um... started just naturally counseling them before our yoga sessions and that felt really good i liked that part and um... i got curious about coaching and um... Counseling, And I've always been kind of like a little impatient with the college route. So, you know, it's like, well, I'm already doing this stuff. I'm already working in tech. I'm already teaching. Why would I go and spend all this money and yeah, time no getting... A degree so I've I've gone the certification route um, and that's worked really well you know for me so far and so I decided to...
0: You're saying a certification for what?
1: For coaching okay. yeah so I got curious about coaching from doing the private yoga and counseling I was like well I should get some tools and some more skills in this area and my now one of my business partners um, Eka he's a life coach and I, I was like hey I'm interested in this coaching, would you mind mentoring me a little bit or doing some coaching with me so I could see how this goes and and so we did that and I really liked it and decided to do uh, a training and so I have just been taking a combination of my work experience, my life experience, my yoga experience, you know the coaching and counseling training that I did at the interchange counseling institute to, you know, create the, I guess, the flavor of coaching that I offer my clients.
0: That's awesome. How requisite do you think it is to um, go through the program that you went through um, with counseling and therapy and stuff like that to, to get the certificate that you got, Mm -hmm. um, not in terms of the success that you'll have after that, like the people know that you have a certificate, but in terms of your ability to actually do the job that you do, because I'm sure that there's maybe people listening to this that are just like, Hey man, I give really good advice all the time. So (laughs) I think I could just be a life coach. Um, is that the case?
1: A lot of people think that, well, the first rule of life coaching is that you do not give advice. All right. <laughs> and that's a common misconception. Um that you know people think oh, what I just going to like pay you or something to give me advice. And the thing is is that when you're getting advice from someone, you might get some bits of wisdom that are useful, but we don't really make changes in our life unless it's like our own idea. Or, like mm. it's coming from our our soul and our self and our own wisdom. And so what life coaches do is they hold, they ask good questions and they hold a space for someone to wake up to their own internal wisdom and ideas. And that's the real deal. You know, that's when you make real changes in your life.
0: Yeah. Do you have any particular stories about like maybe like the best work day that you ever had or like the best, (laughs) I guess I, I don't want you to like divulge your client's information or anything like that. But is there anything that like sticks out for you as to like Mm -hmm. where you knew like, yeah, like this is so much for me because you know, today just happened.
1: This is going to sound really kind of like sappy, but I mean, pretty much every time I meet with one of my clients, I feel that way.
0: That's awesome.
1: You know, like I, you know, you know, when you're doing the work that your soul is called to do when you get energized from the work that you're doing. And yes, it's, it can be tiring and it can take a lot of energy to like actively listen and hold a space for a number of clients in a whole day. So of course I, I need to do a lot of self care. That's a really important part of being a coach or counselor or teacher. I think you have to take really good care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but yeah, it energizes me and inspires me every time. I love connecting with these people and and just being able to be an ally for someone is a really special is a really special thing, you yeah. know. Um,
0: what is it like having to shoulder the burden that like other people are carrying with them to like help um, them lift that load? I mean, is that uh, does that get training and difficult and you know you obviously said that you need to make sure that you really take care of yourself but yeah what what is that like mentally to have to hear other people's problems all day
1: yeah well you know that's one of the reasons why you go through training because you learn techniques to you know be able to separate yourself from the client and how to notice when you know something that someone is sharing is um is maybe triggering something in you um, and how to manage that. You know, fortunately, I have the yoga and meditation background, so there's a lot of um, yoga practices and breath practices that you can do that help clear your energetic field of, you know, residue from someone else. So there's there's practices that you can do in ways that you, um, you just kind of... Um, release the residue and also kind of like um I don't want to say shield but you know it's you you separate your own self from what's happening with that person and that's a skill that um you learn through training and that you practice you know
0: yeah yeah man I that's interesting I I can't I can't imagine you know like what what that's what that's like
1: well, you can do that in your everyday life, right? Because yeah. we're always coming into contact with people that have a lot of energy happening, yeah. and and then we wonder, like, well, I just had like a conversation with this woman in the grocery store, and I feel totally drained and gross, you know, because maybe the woman in the grocery store is just like just has all this negativity. She's Spewing out into the world, and you're in the way of it. No doubt. So, you know, I think it's not just beneficial for someone like me. It's good to know that you can do these things no matter who you are or yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's funny. I, um, just this past week, I was, uh, in Golden Gate Park and I was sitting there meditating, uh, just by myself with like uh, some other people around. And, all of a sudden I hear this guy screaming and it turns out he had been riding his bike and Mm -hmm. a girl started to cross the street and he was saying like, look out, look out as he was on his bike and the girl Mm -hmm. didn't hear him and he hit her with his bike. Yeah. But then he gets up and just starts cursing at this girl and screaming Mm -hmm. and like, I can't believe you're such an idiot. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Being really rude. And I'm I'm like sitting there trying to (coughs) trying to meditate while all this is happening and like you were saying it's um yeah like even while you're meditating it's difficult when that when just that energy is being put out there to distance yourself from that you know
1: yeah well that's where the real work comes in right it's like you know we can go meditate on a mountain and the sun and be by a stream and sell perfect conditions or we can you know, it's easy to be inspired about making change in your life when, you know, you have a lot of money in the bank and you are in a loving relationship and things are going really great, but the real the real work is where is when, you know, living this human existence, things change, nothing is is permanent, right? So there are times when you're not in that perfect container for meditating or transforming and and so how can you be in the place that's not so perfect and still maintain that center right maintain your connection with your soul and with your purpose and with that meditative state on some level when yeah. you're in the when you're
0: in the <laughs> Yeah, no doubt that is a priceless thing to be helping people out with that's, that's yeah um how do you feel that you have changed as a person because of going into this field and going down this path?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a big one. I have changed, um, like immensely, you know, I can't, I can't say like, I am so grateful, you know, for having this life (laughs) and this path. Um, it's, it's not always easy, you know, for uh, various reasons, but, um, but not, like, what job or what path isn't, yeah. you know? And the, that, that uneasiness is part of the process. Um, but I have become a more... Um, a really, like, more compassionate, kind, loving person. Like, my capacity for love has uh, just blossomed and continues to blossom. Um, And my my own self-talk, my dialogue with myself is generally pretty pretty positive and I know how to get resources or resource myself when I'm in a state of crisis. So I'm, I've gotten really good at navigating my life in like a constructive way. Um, so that, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's so nice. (laughs) So something that I always wonder about and worry about in my own head is like, you know, I'll go through times when everything's very good, And I'm being very kind to myself, like mentally. And then, um, if I screw up, I'm very unkind to myself or if things aren't going very well, I'm very unkind to myself, you know, mentally. And I always like, part of me tries to tell myself, you should just treat yourself with kindness all the time. But then the other part of me thinks like, well, everyone needs a parent, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can't, how, how do you balance those things with yourself and with your clients of, um, Practicing, like loving kindness and mm. also just being real and being like you screwed up we need to yeah. work on this
1: yeah well I think it's about like just recognizing um you know the resistance that's happening or like any kind of like dissonant energy or discord that's happening in your field of existence like oh, I fucked up, I'm, you know, I, um, did something that was imperfect, (laughs) we have this perfectionist, That's always like, you know, so it's gonna happen, you know, um, and just noticing what's happening in your body. When you're in that state. So just bringing awareness to the fact that you're like in a state of like some kind of activation. Like, oh, I, I messed up. I did something wrong. My mind is going into like this really like negative place. So you bring awareness to that, right? So you give yourself a moment to like um to stop and interrupt the process that's happening um of you going into like. I call it like negatron land, right? I love that. (laughs) Going into into negatron land. And then, so it takes practice. So you, so you interrupt, you, you know, and a lot of times the best way to do that is like, I'm activated. All right. I'm really uncomfortable. I'm, I'm so like, Oh, I'm like, I'm an idiot or whatever is happening in your mind. And then you'll get better at noticing, you know, and bringing in awareness. And then you go, oh, okay, well, I'm going to take a deep breath in that moment. Just give yourself some space, right? And then maybe you start to um, tune in to what's happening in your body, right? And bring your awareness down into your body. So I'm feeling some tightness in my chest or some nauseousness in my belly or like a cramp in my shoulder or whatever. And you just kind of like give yourself some space to feel the ickiness. But like from like using this, like I was talking about earlier, the mind body connection, Mm -hmm. right? So you're not so in your mind because what's happening in your mind is that your ego is freaking out. You know, and, like, this part of your mind that wants...
0: It's like, what does this screw-up mean to me, yeah. and what does it mean to who I am, and this exactly. burden of myself I have in my head. Or, like,
1: I'm unsafe, I'm going to die, I have to control, yeah. basically. And so, yeah, so you just get into your body, and then and the more that you practice this, it's kind of like, do you play those guitars? Yeah. Right? So remember when you first started learning how to play the guitar, and your fingers are like, you know, like, trying to do the chords, and and then eventually you get muscle memory, and then you just play the guitar, and it's the same kind of thing. The more that you practice these practices (laughs) in your life as you're going through your experience, the more they will integrate, and you just start to do them automatically.
0: Awesome. Um, all right, well, we are about out of time. So why don't you leave us with, um, if, if somebody completely sees eye to eye with everything that you've talked about thus far (laughs) and they think, wow, I would really like to help people out in the same way. What would be if you without the exact, um, story and setup that you had to get into this, if somebody is doing whatever job they're doing right now, what would be step number one? Here's what you should probably do if you (laughs) want to start coaching people.
1: Well, I think that uh, recognizing their own unique gifts, um, and what they're passionate about is, is important. You know, mine happened to be yoga and meditation and now I'm combining that with the coaching techniques. And so giving themselves some space to be creative as to, like, what kind of coach do they want to be? Yeah, what are they excited definitely. to help people out with? And then the next step would be to get, get a coach, to actually go through a coaching program um, and get coached and see what their experience is like. Um, and then that will help them continue to kind of, like, form what kind of coach they want to be and it'll also help them maybe clear some space so they can do do the damn thing you know and then and then find a training that really fits what it is that they want to do
0: perfect advice i love it that's right thank you so much i really appreciate it
1: thank you